For the 105th time, the Panthers and Mountaineers will knuckle up and lock horns this Thursday under the lights at Heinz Field. Wild things have happened in this rivalry over the last century plus. Is that enough cause for concern for the 2022 Pitt football team? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of September 3rd, 2022. And this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. Since 2011, fists have been pocketed, couches safe, and there has been peace along the Monongahela. But this Thursday night, dormant hoopleheads and yinzers rise from their slumber as Pitt and WVU take center stage in front of national people. College football season kicks off not with a bang, but with a brawl. The Backyard Brawl. Vince, it's here. I can't believe it's back. I can't believe I'm going to be there with you. My body's not ready. I mean, it's it's not enough that the 2022 season is starting this Thursday, but it's starting with the Backyard Brawl. <laughs> Expectations have never been higher. The hype is at critical mass at, at this point going into this Backyard Brawl. I cannot wait to throw down Heinz Field this thursday i've 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 never been more hyped and that includes last year's acc championship i've been oh, really for, i've been waiting for a brawl. just waiting waking up every morning praying for a brawl praying for a damn brawl and here we go and i'm going i'm in town now i'm going around town i'm seeing pit flags are bigger and waving higher same with hooplehead flags they're out there they're bigger they're meaner everybody's ready except me i am not but everybody else is ready and they're excited. Here we go. Pit Football 2022. The campaign begins with the rivalry of rivalries on a national stage. Don't forget. Yeah. A team that now some national people are picking to go to the college football playoff. <laughs> and they're going to be taking on their rivals for the first time in over a decade. What a freaking way to kick off a season. Let's kick the show off right, though, and let you know that we are at H2P Show on Twitter. That's H, the number two, the letter P, show on Twitter if you want to hit us up on social or of course emails always there too if you're trying to get all the characters in maybe send an attachment no viruses though but maybe an attachment of you at the tailgate this weekend a nice high res pick waving that pit flag in front of a crying hoople head hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com hail to pit podcast at gmail.com appreciate all interactions on Twitter email and of course the feedback that we get from the insane pit fans on Panther Lair. We love them. And we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to Pretty Easy Podcasts right now and start your own podcast on any subject under the sun. I know doctors listen to this show, Vince. If a doctor's listening and wants to do a show about doctoring, about medical or, or psychiatric, I don't know, whatever the whatever your specialty is, you could do an entire podcast on it, Doc. Listen to me. With all the help you'd ever need, a whole staff at Pretty Easy Podcast, and it's at an affordable rate. I know you doctors, you're you're smart with your money. 
the smart thing to do if you're podcasting, go to prettyeasypodcast.com. And as always, they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. And I'm going to need a doctor after <laughs> Thursday. After Pitt WVU win, lose, or draw, I know that I'm going to give my everything. And I'm hoping that Slavis kid does too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that he will. Uh, coach named uh, Keaton Slovis uh, the starting quarterback uh, at the uh, middle of last week after we recorded. Um, uh, it, you know, it was all formality once it came out on the depth chart, which we're still not quite sure if Car- Coach Narduzzi does himself. Uh, some people say that's just made up by by media people, but uh, a depth chart did come out. Keaton Slovis, the starting quarterback, as we all expected, and, and, and expectations are extremely high for this young man. Yeah, actually, my conspiracy theory I'm going to lay out there to start the season is that Narduzzi has nothing to do with that depth chart. That's the EJ Borghetti depth chart. Yeah, some say that. And yeah, he's the one that's uh, putting that out, and he's very talented and uh, one of the best people at Pitt. So. Uh, he's smart with it, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's he's certainly maybe him and Pat Bostick do it together. I I, I could see that, I and see I would that. trust it too. I I I don't care really about the depth chart. It's all about what goes on with the rotations in the game. Yes, the the depth chart really doesn't matter. It's about how you rotate and react in the game. Like when Hammond gets in. What, where will Pitt be? Will they be up? Will they be down? Will it be a close game? And is he going to run it down their throats again like he was last year? That's something I'm really excited to see. Him stepping up maybe into a bigger role than he already had as such a youngster last year. We, we will see. Uh, if you if you trust this depth chart, which we can't stress any more that, we, that we're not sure about. DTA. Uh, yeah, he, he, he was uh, the number two running back. Uh, on this Jeff Tarp behind Israel Banacanda. Uh, at, uh, you know, middle of the season last year, Rodney Hammond was, was strictly a fourth quarter back, it, it seemed like. Uh, but, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, he was, he was getting carries in all quarters and really really performing well and, and certainly we know what what Vincent Davis uh can, can do behind him and and maybe Danny Carter getting in there but certainly Israel Banacanda the number 1 no oars next to his name Allen uh he's going to be looked at as a bell cow apparently for for this season and I I cannot wait to see uh what what he does this year I I picture it in my head that Signetti did go up to him as camp was closing and said just so you know you are my number one guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he gave him a big hug. He may have. He may have. And, hey, if that's what Izzy needs, the confidence boost, um, being called the outright number one guy, I mean, for the first time in his career, he's really being given that. Yeah. He's being uh, knighted that way, anointed. Mm-hmm. So let's see how he responds. Pit with a number one back like that is a great thing. But like I've been saying the last two weeks since we've been back, like I said, Pitt's got really experienced running back. So yeah. as much as I love Izzy, I love the other guys too, and I'm super comfortable with all of them. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to see how the, how they're all used. Uh, see what you know what Coach Signetti has has up his sleeve there, and see how WVU comes prepared to face an experienced offensive line with experienced running backs and a quarterback, even though he's not experienced in a brawl or even on in Big East football or ACC football is experience. Yeah, but he he's he survived the night at the at the Viper room and the and the whiskey go-go. We Ooh. know that. Well, if, if you could do that then I think you're prepared for a, a backyard brawl but not fully. Hopefully Keen Slovis 
uh, comes ready for some big plays. But uh, hopefully we see those on defense as usual. That's what we're really hoping for. Um, and we've got a lot of action up front you know, with the rotation we're going to see on the defensive line. Like we've been saying, it's the, the best part of the team. But what, what's going on with my man, Dayon Hayes? Yeah, I, I was a little surprised to see uh, him with an oar next to his name, Alan, uh, with, with Nate Temple, who, who did get into the game uh, a little bit towards, uh, towards the end of the last season. Uh, so uh, to me, I don't know if that's trying to light a fire under this kid. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's clearly the fourth defensive end on this team. And that's not a bad thing to say. I mean, because you got three, you know, experienced, uh, you know, top guys uh, ahead of him. Uh, and, uh, you know, a guy in Habakkuk Baldonado who, who's being projected as a first-round pick in the NFL draft by by some, uh, yeah, uh, personnel experts yeah. out, out and, there. And he's from he's from Italy. Yes, in case you didn't know. Yes, I, is, I did know that. Which is great. Uh, so. I'm not sure what to think about this, Alan. I know we were talking about Dayon a few weeks ago on the show, and we were saying, "Oh, we're, we're you know we're going to see a really nice season out of him." But uh, I'm not sure what to make about of this. I mean, it is a long season. I'm I'm sure he's going to get in the ball game, and we'll we'll see what We've happens. We've been saying it. The depth chart doesn't matter, but just one thing mm-hmm. to note yeah. that we might see some guys uh, get get playing time that maybe yep. you didn't expect. Yeah, and. Even up front, where we we know the names and we've known the names, uh, but behind them in the secondary uh, is where maybe you have more questions about the pit defense, and we're going to see that AJ Woods is going to get the start. Yep, I was a little surprised uh, that there was not an or there with with MJ Devonshire. Um, he uh, both these guys played a lot last year uh, in that uh, ACC championship game. AJ Woods had that big interception and run back. Uh, one of the fastest guys on the team, AJ Woods. Uh, a gr- good size, uh, just a lot of raw potential with that kid. Going to be start starting opposite Marquez Williams. I'm uh, I'm excited. Both these guys are going to play. But there's something interesting I noted. Allen, that they uh, that they they put him out there as a full time starter, and that maybe that means Devonshire is strictly a nickel guy, but that's fine with me. Let's go. Let's do it. And I mean that means it means nickel. You're playing, so it doesn't. Yeah, it, it, yeah. sub package football. Yes, there's going to be lots of sub package football in this game, uh, and you know Pitt's defense. We know that they're multiple, even coming in with some fresh blood. Really, it's going to be. The, I'm expecting the same old thing. Hopefully near that sack number, which is super high last year. What did we say it was in the 30s, 50s? It was crazy. 51, 50, I 50s. think. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Ridiculous, but we want to see that, obviously. But uh, in this game, think they're totally capable of uh, getting to the quarterback. But let's move along. We have a couple more uh, quick depth chart notes here. Uh, even though it doesn't matter, like we've been saying the whole time. Well, this one may down. matter here. I, I, I've, I have confidence that this one will matter. Ben Saul's the kicker. Wow. Uh, you know, Sam Scarton what was the starter last year. Ben Sauls, I believe he handled the kickoffs last year, Alan. So he's got a strong leg. There's so no doubt about that. Taking uh, over all kicking duties. I guess. Uh, well, you know, we'll see uh, how, um, you know, how if his accuracy has improved. But I imagine there could be a short leash there uh, with Scarton having some success Is last year. Is it the year. same with quarterbacks? If you have two kickers, you got none. I don't think it's quite like that. that that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a different story. Yeah, well, I, I mean, hopefully the, he's not ne- needed too much except yes, for kickoffs. Exactly. Um, because if you're playing JT, Dan- if you're playing JT Daniels and he knows he's going up against another former SC quarterback, 
There's gonna. I think there'd be high scoring. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll be getting to that a little later on. Just to preview a little bit later on, but uh, and la- last last is return men. Izzy kick returning, and um, Kanata Mumfield will be punt returning, which excites me. I like a punt returner you've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if he did it at Akron uh, uh, last year. I didn't go back and watch any of that tape uh, on special teams, Alan. But uh, Israel Banakanda, he had the big kickoff return last year against Virginia in that coastal clinching win. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And Mumfield, I am. I do like this. Uh, last year, Jalen Barden started uh doing a lot of the punt returning last year and just never as good as an athlete as he is just never got a ton of traction and then it was a clear difference whenever jordan addison was returning that ball uh but you know with mumfield he's yeah this guy there is a lot of hype around him uh so i am like you said a punt returner you've never seen before and this is kind of like watching antoine randwell for the first time oh my goodness <laughs> or watching him coach for the first time like i got to this past week. <laughs> that, was, that was thrilling in the preseason game uh so there you go the the pit depth chart we ran it down a little bit but it, again it doesn't matter because you're going to be seeing even with all all the names we said starting you're still going to see mj devonshire in what capacity we don't know but you'll see devin danielson out there tyler bentley john morgan you're going to see them all because pit's multiple and you got to be multiple in a brawl a game as physical as we expect on thursday night game day in the house does that mean anything anymore uh unfortunately with the way this is set up because they're not this is not a real college it's game not the day. real game it's day. not uh you know they're not going to be there at 9 a.m you know if there was i think that would maybe mean with something. pitt's track record of game day coming here that's a that's a mm. good thing well with, uh, they're what one and one in football and one and one or two and oh what, in basketball what was the win because the only one i remember is the painful notre dame loss which we was did, my first game as a student there. we did beat virginia tech uh a couple years prior yeah see uh, that doesn't count it was pre us even in college i, I still count it and that's I, before game day was game day you're probably right about yeah. that yes <laughs> that's I, before I, people were asking lee corso for autographs <laughs> to <laughs> sign my copy of ncaa oh six yeah, people were doing that <laughs> All right. Well, we ran down the depth chart. the The game is is on hand. We have to talk about the opponent, even though it makes me sick to acknowledge West Virginia. Um, we're gonna have to because they're the opponent this week. We haven't done it in a long time, and it's been a long time. They're are they a much different team than the team that beat Pitt three brawls in a row before the game ended? Yeah, in yeah they are a much, much, much different team. So uh, they're not yeah. running out there with. Uh, super speedy left-handed quarterbacks and yeah they, they've they've uh, rediscovered the forward pass i will say oh they oh they're throwing forward <laughs> yeah yes they, they still are. have a great kicker punter that a good friend of no hates. no they don't they no. don't have that guy anymore <laughs> okay so so we got them with another se reject yeah and jt daniels who's yep. also played where and uh, went to georgia, georgia. Didn't, and didn't and, pan out there and yeah beat out by uh um colt bennett's brother and he got, he got beat out by Colt Bennett's brother. I mean, he's no Bo Bennett, not the P- Pittsburgh Penguin, the the rancher. <laughs> and then, of, of course, they have they have Graham Harrell, who is uh, the the other Texas Cliff Tech Kingsbury, the poor man's Cliff Kingsbury, 
the you know the one that didn't make it all the way to uh, the NFL, but still a Texas Tech legend, a guy who knows air raid, and a guy who was also at SC. Yeah, yeah and so. yeah, he tra- you know trained under Hal Mummy. I think that counts for something uh, when it comes to these type of offenses, Alan. Oh uh, man, so but- that means you you, you need a MJ Devonshire, Turkey Devonshire in this game because it's gonna be nothing but. Receivers crossing the field, short routes the entire game. Yep, yep. Well, I then well, coach Coach Narduzzi seems to think that they are going to be going deep in this game. We're going to be talking a little bit about that uh, uh, in, in a little bit. I do want to touch a little bit on Harrell. Uh, also, while he was the offensive coordinator at Southern Cal, he did have one Keaton Slovis under his. Uh, tutelage as well so he knows the player but he doesn't know the coaches in their schemes yeah or the game plans uh yes so he does not know that um but i I think the big thing that we got to talk about alan is you know yeah they're gonna we we think they're gonna try to come out and throw the ball we we know they're but is jt daniels gonna have time to throw that football uh not the most mobile Quarterback. Um, although he does have good footwork and move around in the pocket, this is not somebody that is going to, you know, come and break a 50-yard run off of you. Uh, but uh, th- this offensive line in front of him uh, return, you know, all five starters from last year, inc- including a, uh, a freshman All-American at a left tackle. But uh, they gave up a ton of sacks last year. Now, is that because of? bad line plays it because of bad quarterback play that they had last year i guess we're going to find out uh one thing i heard uh interesting was that neil brown head coach of west virginia he said uh, in a recent press conference that he feels he has seven good offensive linemen and they're all going to play in this backyard brawl now, i don't know what that means alan uh rotating guys uh, on the offensive line you played this position alan how difficult is it uh to have different guys lining up against you if you're the center and, and your right guard and right tackle are changing you know every series what does that mean it, it could be jarring one the smells change and that could throw you off if you're a center you get used to the so smells that, of your teammates now is that now it could be loud in this stadium yeah. I, we anticipate it being very loud uh, a sellout crowd maybe the biggest crowd in the history of heinz field yes uh, and if, if west virginia's got to go to a silent and count and you're break me, using it with smells yes well, smells <laughs> that brings you from smells to sounds you need to understand each other's sounds and then how if there's breathe, no sounds if what, you can't hear the sounds then and you need to know the feel and that's not just touch that's feel aura next to you sometimes you could just feel all right i know what i'm doing here but they're going to be in this packed house i'm sure there will be a lot of hoople heads as well but it's going to be so loud using seven linemen though i'm interested to see them do it because uh will they be multiple because if they run the ball well like they did last year you put the stat in here if they run the ball well they win yep west virginia yep six and oh last year uh, when they had a hundred yard rusher, zero oh, and seven. Whenever they did not have a hundred yard rusher, run. That's so <laughs> which is you know plays in the coach Narduzzi's hands and his scheme. You know he's always st- about stopping the run first. Uh, we will see how, how that goes. You, we know that there's definitely going to be some you know defensive line penetration for sure. Uh, you got Servasier Dennis, man in the middle there, uh, but there, you know there's some different characters. At those outside linebacker positions, are going to be very important for chasing down those running backs. It doesn't seem like West Virginia really has anybody of note at at the at the at the running back position. Um, do you expect 
West Virginia to come out and and try to establish a run? Or are they going to just is Graham Harrell just going to just going to go hog wild on a pass? <laughs> I, I think they're going to be throwing the ball. Yeah, they're going to throw to set up any runs if they run at all. Oh, I, and I'm I'm excited to see what they what they try to do there because the if the pit. If the pit secondary can get up on what they like to do, get up on that line of scrimmage and punch them in the mouth before they get off, and they can't get all those crosses to open up one deep ball after a couple dink and dunks, and then they knock you knock you out with a long ball, which they love to do in the air raid. If you could get up on that line and be physical in the secondary, Pitt's going to have a lot of fun. And really, uh, it does eliminate the defensive line if they are able to get off the the line if the receivers aren't being pressed and aren't having a rough time getting free uh then you know baldonado and company are gonna have they're not gonna have enough time to even get to daniels if he has a quick enough release and is smart enough to get rid of it so it's an interesting uh chess match we're gonna see pit versus the air raid we don't get to see it often we we don't i mean we have seen you know uh against tennessee last year a team that really liked to throw throw the ball deep and they've gone up against those teams uh, in the past, uh, like you said, not too often do you see a pure pure air raid type scheme. Uh, you, you mentioned pressing uh, re- receivers. I'm interested to see this Bryce Ford Wheaton uh, wide receiver from from WVU, six three, two hundred twenty five pounds. That's a big man, Alan. Uh, you know, I hate if, big receivers. If, if he's matched up against a Marquez Williams, who's not that not that big in stature, that could be a mismatch. Uh, but if you got a guy like AJ Woods. On him, I you know he he is somebody who I, I have no problem would be able to you know match him good on good for sure. Uh, it, it it seems like West they're certainly going to want to take their shots, and I think they're definitely going to. Uh, it's just a matter of are, is the offensive line going to give them enough time to take those shots? Can Pitt get there? Because you know they're going to put uh, their their corners on an island. Uh, I think there's going to be there's going to be chances where they could be had. It's just a matter of uh, is uh, Harold going to be accurate enough with the deep ball and are the receivers going to be able to make a play on it? Yeah, the the name of the game for Daniels is in this game is is I'm going to say like two seconds or less. Get rid of the that damn quick. ball quickly. Well, if it's that quick, I mean you're not going to see these deep routes. They can't get down the field fast. Well, I, that's why you set it up to go deep, quick, 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 and then all of a sudden. Pitt's going to be on on their heels maybe trying to bat a ball down so you're going to have more time. It's a chess, chess match. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the two losses that Pitt had last year. I love facing the air raid. You know it's coming. You know what they're doing. Can you stop it? Uh, well, I, I will say this. You know, in the games that Pitt lost last year, it wasn't deep passes that, that beat them. It was, you know, against Western Michigan. It was slants over the middle. Yikes. Uh, yeah, yikes! Against Miami, it was quick, uh, quick out routes, quick you know, quick hitters, wide receiver screens. Uh, yeah, that has me a little concerned because you know it's the first game of the season. Alan, is your tackling going to be on point that first game? Uh, you got to be able to bring somebody down in that kind of situation because they'll just nickel and dime you up the field, you know, five or ten yards at a time if, if you're not up to the task. Oh, I, I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to see uh, Pitt against the new challenge offensively. Uh, are they world beaters? No, but it's an effective, effective uh, philosophy on offense, and it's someone who, like you said, under Hal Mummy's direct tutelage, yeah, Graham Harrell I, is an offensive corner. I, I pretty, I respect a lot. 
uh, based on the player he was and the tree he's come from un- underneath. And even though USC maybe didn't you know destroy the Pac-12 under uh, his scheme, uh, them landing him at West Virginia is a big win for the Mountaineers, and I can't wait for Pitt to play against that that offense. Uh, but I expect Pitt's uh, defensive line really to be, even if we're seeing quick passes, they're big. Those are big trees to throw out of yeah. in that forest for <laughs> yeah. Daniel. So that's right. Get yeah. your hands yeah. up. Yeah, get a, get a paw up there. Uh, that's what I could see. Um, you know, even somebody like uh, like the 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 TJ Dragon, Devin Danielson. You know, get, getting a good bull rush on there, getting a paw up on that ball, smacking it down. You're gonna get your ball kicked in. Here we go. The defense from WVU running that that three four three three five front, lot, lots of linebackers, and you've got you've got a, a defense here, a defensive line last year that was pretty solid. Uh, of course, Dante Stills uh, the the ace uh, of those three up front. So Pitt has uh, some some definite, definite talent to worry about uh, when it comes to the WVU defense. But Pitt's offensive line, just like WVU's, all returning, I think a little bit better than WVU's O-line. Yeah, I, I would yeah, say Yeah, I would say, yeah. Uh, collectively, maybe WVU has some stars. Wyatt Milam versus whichever edge he's facing is going to be a good matchup to watch right, on their right. side. But the Pitt's offensive line against this front for WVU, Vince, I like our chances. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I, I think it's going to be tough that this Stills is, is a big disruptor uh, up there. But come on, this we've is seen this whole line against Clemson, against I, Miami. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, this is a, uh, I, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But this is an experienced offensive line. The Panthers have returning uh, all five starters. Tons of you know reserve production. Uh, we're hearing Gabe Hoy, you know, been limited in camp, may not play. Uh, you know, Jay Cradle, who's coming off a, a season-ending injury last year, we'll see how he does in his first action back if he plays. But the good thing is you got guys like Matt Gonsalves that could come in there at right tackle and, and not skip a beat. Uh, so I'm I'm a, I'm pretty bullish on this offensive line. Uh, what I'm interested in, in Allen, in, in this, and I think we're, with the quality of of West Virginia's front, we're going to know pretty quickly. You know, the fact were they that good last year? Did Kenny make them look that good? You know, because there were times when Kenny had to scramble around there. Was that because of the offensive line not being as good? Did he make them look good? We're He's gonna, a we're ball find holder. Out. He's a, <laughs> he was on he the holds ball on to that ball. Come on. He's looking to make a play. He's Kenny Pickett. He's so confident. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm not faulting the O-line for any of that last year. Um, while they're not the greatest at pass protection, I'll give you that. That This is a... This is a front that you're worried about the interior more, I think. Yeah. Than, so are you su- what's coming are around you suggesting that you're going to be trying to get guys out on the edge uh, more in this game? Is it quick passes, maybe pitches, runs outside on a stretch play? Um, I, I, I think, you know, in terms of Pitt's running attack with Israel Banacanda, I think that plays into our hands really well because this kid's got an extra gear. You know, that he could kick on. You know, I've been watching some of these games from last year, particularly that ACC title game, Allen. There were several plays that he he just beat his man to the to the corner. Uh, he, he's just that he's just that that fast at times go, going in that direction. Uh, I think he could be having a big game. Here, if like you're saying, if they're weak on the edges, they better be ready for a Banacan to coming at him. What do you think for Pitt's uh, 
game plan in this? What are you what are you looking to? Do? I mean, obviously you like a balance, but really realistically, what do you see Pitt doing? Run pass. I- I think they're going to do both, at least initially in this game. I, I think it's going to be fairly split. I think they're going to be aggressive enough. I think they're going to try to establish a run, but also uh, I expect some some uh, some aggressive passes. Uh, West Virginia, uh, all new uh, defensive secondary. secondary, it seems like. Uh, lots of guys transferring the in. The test of the transfer portal of, of- – of the FCS and its viability yeah. <laughs> right here. We got all these FCS DBs coming in to WVU yeah. and starting. Yeah, that's uh, that doesn't sound good. Uh, <laughs> what does it mean? Maybe it is good. Maybe they're <laughs> hidden gems. It may be, but I I think, you know, if I'm if I'm pit, I'm, you know, you got all the and and it's not just uh not just the secondary too, you know. West Virginia did lose a lot of guys. Uh, transfer portal, several defensive linemen going to the U, actually, Alan, which I'm a little nervous about later in the year, but we're focused on this brawl right now. But uh, yeah, like you said, three FCS transfers are going to get a lot of playing time in that secondary. I'm putting these guys to the test right away, find out what they can and can't do. Uh, all reports are right now that Keaton Slovis is just firing on all cylinders in, in practice. Accurate in yeah, camp. Yeah, I, and uh, now – Coach, he did say something that made me very nervous. He was asked about uh, something something about the wide receiver room, and he said that uh, sometimes those guys give him chest pains. And, Alan, I know you know a whole lot about chest pains, so I'm going to ask you about this. Uh, does that comment from Narduzzi make you worried about this, uh, you know, the ability of these receivers to make plays like they did last year? I think that's just coach trying to motivate the uh, the players who are stepping into big roles that are unknown, putting putting them to the test, calling them out here. This is this is psychology from Pat. And who, okay, and I'm not going to question Pat at all here. He's <laughs> all right. calling them out. You got you got guys going. You got we just lost Jordan Addison, Mister Bolitnikov. What, what do we got here? I don't know. I don't know what we got. He's calling them out. Let's see what Bub means and. Mumfield can do now yeah. that they've been kind of challenged that way by their head coach. Yeah. Let's those, see. Those guys were clearly uh, labeled starters on this depth chart that EJ Porgetti put together. Uh, you know, it wasn't Jalen Barden. It wasn't Jalen Bradley. I think that comment, it, it, he's not talking to Jared Wayne or that Bartholomew. He, that, he's talking to the new guys, yeah. the young guys that are going to be needed. I was going to say, yeah, you had two sure-handed guys there that he – There's uh, no play, young. There's no new players or younger players. I mean, obviously – excluding the Slavis <laughs> besides the uh, Mumpfield, especially and Bub means the new receivers, nobody will be relied upon more than those two guys in terms of youngsters on the team. Everywhere yeah. else you're seeing top to bottom. There's mostly experience or guys who've been around the block. These guys are brand new, but are going to be asked to do some big things, make big plays. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to have to, and, and, you know, we saw what, what Mumfield, we saw a little glimpse of him in, in that spring game. Uh, he had the ability to, to get loose, get loose deep. I, I would, I'd start attacking right away. I, I would, I'd find out who can, it, it, can they cover these guys? Good on good. These guys, I have, I have a good feeling they can get open, but can you haul it in? That's yes. That's the biggest, about. that is the biggest thing. That was the main, as far as I'm concerned, that was the main difference last year. Uh, can they do it? It's new football. Getting open's not hard anymore <laughs> for anybody. They can't touch you. Can you catch the ball? Yeah, well, we're, we're going to find out thir- Thursday night, 7 o'clock, under the lights. In front of national people. Oh, my goodness. Here it is, the backyard brawl. We broke down the schemes, the players, 
Now the rivalry renewed. Is it renewed? Do you think we're going to feel that same, what we felt back when, well, my, my first stint at Pitt, your only stint, when we were there <laughs> as students, the our, how our blood boiled for this game all week long and during the game for the Hoopleheads coming to town or when we would go to Morgantown. Yeah, they, feel we're going to have well, that Well, certainly the fans are definitely going to have that, that venom, that juice uh, for this game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the players... Yeah, they're gonna. They're certainly gonna be fired up for the game. You know, it's the first game of the season. It's an enormous crowd. High expectations for this season. You know, everybody's telling them that this is a huge rivalry game. I think they believe it. I um, hope. But, but the thing is, is that these guys, you know, they had nobody to learn from. Yeah. Yeah. Even the coaches didn't have anybody to exactly. learn. Exactly. Is there I, anyone? That, did, is there any word? Did Pat or anybody have? So, like, Palco come in and explain La- LaShawn the McCoy. LaShawn okay. McCoy came in and he talked about uh, about the uh, you know his experience in that thirteen to nine game. Dave Wanstead was back talking to the team. He's going to be talking to him this week. He's going to be the 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 uh, captain oh, of man. the team out there for that coin toss. Uh, so, you know, they're doing those kind of things. But it, to me, Alan, I think this is more of a danger for West Virginia. And I want to tell you why, because yet this is the biggest game in the whole state of West Virginia. When they're playing Pitt. they haven't played them for a long, and there is just, there's just nasty, pure hatred on that side. Are those players, you know, they, they had a hundred years of history uh, to keep drawing on every year, you know, you know, each player, each class of players learning from the previous one. Now, these kids hadn't really, you know, probably some of them never even watched one of these games, uh, you know, before this week. You know, I mean, they were, you know, 10 years old the last time this game was played. <laughs> uh, you know, this game had always been close, always been tough. It, you know, at times you could see, think, you know, West Virginia maybe wanted it a little bit more. Uh are they going to have that feeling, you know, this time in terms of their, you know, from the fan base's perspective to me, the, you know, this is West Virginia's whole season here. You're coming off of a bunch of mediocre seasons. You don't have a ton of expectations uh, put on you, you know, at least nationally. Uh, this is a game that can make your whole season, regardless of what happens the rest of the way. Um, I, I think, you know, the administration probably feels that some of the coaches may feel that, but I don't know if these players do. I think that's going to be something different that we haven't seen in past backyard brawl. Uh, you, you said it. And I, I mean, I, th- I think it goes the same on both sides when it comes to the youth and the l- lack of uh, experience in this game from even the coaching staff. I mean, even though guys like, Danielson and David Green and Hoy, they they know yeah, about they know the backyard brawl. Yeah. These are local guys, and I'm sure WVU has some of those too. But a, a lot of the pit roster, which is like half from Florida, do they know? Do they know? I know they brought in Shady. That's a huge step. I think that was a great great call uh, to to do something like that to get the the venom flowing because it's something that's been gone. It's not been in the media. It hasn't been hammered into their brains. Uh, if most of them, if they grew up fans of either team, I mean, that's hit or miss when you when you go up and down rosters. Guys who are there, do they grow up fans of the team they actually play for? Uh, we don't know, but it's just the rivalry needs to be renewed by these players themselves. It is something to us right now, but it needs to be its full 
the full backyard brawl to live up to the, the potential of what it can be and what it was. The players need to bring it and discover it on the field. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I, I like what you said there, but also, I mean, think about the last time, you know, when Pitt played Penn State for that first time uh-huh. in 2016, we were having these similar type of conversations and Pitt certainly came out fired up for that game and, and they did win it. Um, here I, I look at, I look at the Panthers and, yeah, even, even you could set the rivalry aside. This is a nationally televised game on a Thursday night. This is the first real college football game of the whole season. You're playing a Power Five opponent at home in the biggest crowd of the history of the stadium. Plus, you know you're already preseason ranked in the top twenty. You know these kids have aspirations and expectations that they are going to run this table. And they're going to this college football playoff, you know, regardless of what Desmond Howard or, or Kirk Herbstreit may say. And they know, hey, if we're going to make it to this to this playoff, we got to win every game. And in these big national games that everybody's watching, we got to win them impressively. We got to win them big. It's some say it's not worth winning if you can't win big. Is this uh, is this <laughs> the first? Is this the first brawl? Where I mean, it's super early in the year. Where, but where Pitt is the team in the in that seat where they they can go really far in into the postseason, at least preseason wise, and whatever we're saying an, about in it. an early brawl. Probably, yeah. I mean, there hasn't been an early brawl yeah, yeah. in a long time. I, I, mean, I mean, probably back in the you know eighties and seventies. I'm I looking mean, at Pitt it now. Was probably not, a, a favorite in ninety six. It was the first game, August thirty first. Probably got waxed that game. Uh, Thirty-four, nothing. Yeah. And in our, in my lifetime, in your lifetime too, Pitts only won. Uh, looks like. Uh, oh no! In your lifetime, they won one extra, <laughs> but uh, seven in mine. Yeah, I mean it's seven uh, brawls. Yeah, I mean thirty-five I, years. Yeah, but a lot of them weren't. You know, they weren't these early brawls. You know, they weren't these. But yeah, yeah, it is interesting that they're. You know, that Pitts in the driver's seat. They're the favorite in this game. We're going to be getting the, into that in a little bit. Um, but you know, like I said, there, there's extra juice on this pit team, you know, regardless of who the opponent was, you know, I, I think if, you know, if they were playing Tennessee this week, there would have to be, there would be an extremely amount of hype on the importance of this game. And, and I think they've had enough, you know, enough people, enough old timers coming around and telling them how important this game is. You know, we talked about you, Dave wants yeah. to legends are made in this game. There are people that you didn't know about. And you, and it, but you only know them for what they did in this game. Guys like Tommy Duhart, oh. guys like Jaleel Brady. You know, guys who you know, hardly did anything during their career. They may have only been here for one year, but they had that one game, that one big game, and everybody remembers them because of that. What an opportunity you just laid out there for all of them. They have to do it. They, they, they have to <laughs> go out themselves. Everybody's going to be asking yeah. who's going to be the next Tommy Duhart in this game. Well, let's see it. Let's find out on Thursday <laughs> night. Who's going to be Tommy Duhart? I I just want to I just want to hopefully get one of those camera shots in the eyes of the players. See if they're seeing that, feeling that rivalry. You could tell. I, well, well, we'll see before the game if there's anybody, any John back yes. and forth. I mean, we've seen that in, in previous uh, matchups between the these State, two, the, meeting at midfield. Yeah. Uh, the Penn yeah. State game was a lot of familiarity because of high school football. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, this one will have a little bit of that, but it's going to be yeah. the, mostly in the stands for this one. Yeah, there's and it doesn't translate and filter, trickle down into. Well, the field. we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we we've seen in previous you know games like you know personal foul penalties and that kind of stuff 
coach talked about that a little bit, how they got to maintain composure there. Uh, you can't be giving away any any free yards. But uh, I think you know we're going to know a lot about the Heat from both sides if if they're if they're meeting uh, in between. I, I'm hoping that there's some extra extra yeah. security well, on the field. Who's the, now Paris Ford's gone? Who's the jaw jacker on the team? Who's <laughs> be the... I don't I don't know. I, John Morgan does a lot of trash talking. I'll tell you that. So I would expect him. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, we'll look at what's going on with the eyes. We're going to look at what's going on in the stands. I'm a more older, more mature person now, so hopefully I think I'll be well-behaved. I might even shake a West Virginia fan's hand after the game. Maybe. Depends yeah, on Just make sure on. you wash them afterwards. Well, obviously, <laughs> I always have the Purell. On I, don't, I, I, I don't expect uh, – I'll tell you from them, I don't expect any uh, – any uh, cordial ship after the game, for sure. Are you I don't, telling me that my my cousin, who's a freshman at WVU, is going to come and spit in my face? Not not necessarily. I, I half expected he's the nicest kid, but why would you go there? No, not know. necessarily him. Some I'm minute. talking about people that are at least you know 25 or older. <laughs> well, let, let's go on. Or drunk college, older drunk college, older drunk <laughs> college kids in their 30s. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I'm talking about people that have been at WVU for more than one year okay or, or some of there's they have a lot of them that have been there eight years <laughs> well there's nothing wrong with that get your education at, well at wvu quote-unquote university all right let's go online to where people act childish all the time where they really will say anything because there's no consequences of getting punched in the face at the stadium or thrown out of a creature stadium or or getting your couch uh, set on fire unless they know your address you could say anything you want on the pitternet can you explain what internet is i hear there's rumors on the uh internets and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on twitter but we're a good darn football team i'm proud of these guys at the dude of wv on twitter said pit is going to learn a Sorry, I was trying to translate, but my, my hoople head's not great. Pitt is going to learn, this is in English, Pitt is going to learn a hard lesson Thursday night. The Mountaineers are tougher, faster, and hardened by lessons learned in 2021. WVU isn't some ACC cream puff who can't put up a fight. The Big 12 is a weekly grind with no easy wins. WVU will knock Pitt on its ass. I appreciate the trash talk. ACC cream puffs, I'll put... Duke up against any Big 12 team. Uh, certainly up against Kansas. I yes. will say that. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. Give Duke OU. Give them OU. Yeah. Uh, I'd it, bet both of these conferences, everybody's got their share of, uh, you, you know, you, you got your. Puffy your, creams. Yeah, you got Kansas and, you know, t- Texas Tech hasn't been great. And, you know, you know certainly Duke and, and a Syracuse or Georgia Tech and. Yeah, I don't. I mean, this is a little ridiculous here. I mean, this guy's acting like the Big Twelve is the greatest yeah, conference in the world. When was the last time Texas did anything? I mean, to to be honest, I mean, uh, you know, the ACC had some some pretty damn good teams last year. Uh, certainly, you know, I'd say they were better than the Big Twelve. Uh, I, I would. I think last year Pitt would have beaten any team in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Had had they played, we, we also um, have to acknowledge this is a first in uh, backyard brawl history too. Um, because it's always been conference foe. Well, they've been, so, they've been they've independence. been independence. 
But this is someone now saying, my conference is better than your conference in addition to the background. We don't need any of that nonsense in this. This is about, we don't need to know about who you're facing. You're facing Pitt. We're facing WVU. Keep all that nonsense yeah. in your silly little conference out of it. Yeah. How many, you know, hardened from lessons learned in 2021 and 2020 yeah, and 2019? I don't care I mean, how big and bad Kansas State is. I don't care how hard the Longhorns hit. I don't give a crap about OU. I care about WVU and Pitt, and that's it. Doesn't matter what you're doing, playing around in the Big 12, a conference that won't even exist as a power five in a few years. So get out of here, dude of WV. Uh, Diggs59 on WVUsports.com said, We're going to win in style. Book market. And I spoke market. Book market, one word. Uh, the word book and like market, like supermarket, not like bookmark it, because that's Hooplehead. Bookmark it. Do you think he was trying to say book it? I think he's saying bookmark it. I think that's, is that a phrase? Is that a, is that a, a what expression? Kind of, what kind of books do they have down there? They got bookmarkets. Y'all going out and bookmarket and get math equations? <laughs> math equations. <laughs> just, I, I haven't spent a lot of time in Morgantown. I'm just. Guessing I'm, what I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, but win in style. Obviously, a lot of these West Virginia fans, you know, you, you've heard. You, I'm sure you've heard the arrogance all week. You know, that I this, will give them the they're going to win. They're great. They're going to the win. There's going to be fifty thousand West Virginia fans at this game, and and all this other nonsense. Uh, I, I I don't I don't believe in any of that. Uh, could West Virginia win this game? Sure, it, but I I don't think winning in style is is you know part of the equation You're definitely there. not putting that the the score final score win lose or draw in my favorites bar i'm not bookmarking anything digs 59 uh, rmf 05 on panther lair said 52 to 20 pit 250 yards rushing as well as passing i think we'll actually have a better offense this year whoa I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree Holy because mackerel. I, I, you know, I'm Slovis. I, I can't, I can't prop up this guy enough. I'm NFL star written all over him. Going to be just throwing the ball all over the field. And, you know, with a, another year with this offensive line with better running backs and with, with a strong, a strong group of receivers, I, I think that there is, no reason why this offense cannot be a- as good as they were last year it, or better. I I hope it's true, but I just cannot fathom a better offense putting up 50s all the time and just throwing the ball willingly. We are facing FCS co- uh, DBs this week, though, so <laughs> maybe that might be accurate. Dan Marino fan, 1970, on Panther Lair, said, I live in West Virginia, took in a few practices. West Virginia is terrible. Pit 35, WVU 10. I want to know how he got into these practices. Uh, that, that's what I want to know. Uh, you know, Coach Narduzzi would not be having any of this. Uh, you know, somebody coming in just off the street to observe these practices. I don't know how they do that down there. Maybe they have some that people can go can go watch. I'm not sure. Uh, but I hope Dan Marino fan 1970 is, is accurate here. Maybe Dan Marino fan's a spy. What for us? Yeah. Oh, and he's just—he's like a member of the equipment staff or something. Yeah, he, maybe he's, he's spying on 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 opponents. Could be sneaking in. Could be. I, I hope we have those. You need those in today's game. 
espionage. It's big money. <laughs> you got to win. You have to win. You can't be losing to teams from the Big 12. Not that this is a thing about conferences. <laughs> from the Big 12. Not that this is about conferences. Uh, I like I like that. I like that prediction more than I like uh, the first one we had there on the Pitternet. But the Pitternet, it means nothing. It's all, it's all in f- fantasy land out there in the ether. Let's go into real life. Flesh and blood, what people are spitting into each other's faces. I mean, not like spreading disease or anything, but they're talking to each other about this game this week. Been all over. I was going through town today. I saw these big WVU flags in front of people's houses, big pit flags in front of people's houses. Everybody's ready. They're talking at each other all around Pittsburgh. What are they saying, though? Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. Dude, if Pitt don't beat this team, I'm done. Yeah, you know, de- them hoopies, they're just no damn good. And we haven't beat them since 13-9. Eh, you know, we, we did beat them a year after that. Yeah, they weren't number two, though. Yeah, but we did have Dave wants that. Hail to Pitt. What the Yinzers are saying. So that's what the Yinzers are saying. Uh, the, the hype for this game is just unbelievable. Uh with just the 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 rivalry returning the first game of the season the expectations for the season we've been talking about it all summer it's finally here this thursday alan uh but also it is the first uh real week of college football week one as they say a lot of big stuff happening oh college football don't you dare be showing me games from ireland i want to see them on campus big time showdowns throughout the weekend let's get into this although we have some showdowns that are are we have anything out of the country this week like not, last week not that i'm aware i heard of the that. beer queues were miserable like people were just standing in line not even watching the game because you had to wait for a beer you could only get two so people where? Would get two and then just go back in line and get more where in ireland well did you hear what happened what happened so the wi-fi was not working in the stadium oh no so they said we feel terrible about this in exchange for no wi-fi we're going to give everybody free beer shut up and then they drank Everything in the stadium. <laughs> they drank the whole stadium out of Ireland beer. Ireland is the greatest country that ever <laughs> was ever put on earth then. What a great place. That would never happen here. <laughs> could could, could you, you imagine you right. if that happened at a Creature Stadium on, on Thursday? It definitely ain't happening at PNC Park, I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> Our first game we got up, Georgia and Oregon. Yeah, and this game will not be played on campus, Alan. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, um, this game... <laughs> This game is, I believe, being played at the uh, the New Georgia Dome, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yes. Uh, the number 11 Oregon Quackers, a 17-point dog uh, to the number three Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Allen and Oregon led by uh, one of our fam- favorites, uh, Bo Nix. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for uh, Bo Nix and Oregon against other Pac-12 teams. In this game, no. This is going to be brutal. I don't, this is do gonna you really be, think so? Yes, this is not going to be pretty. I uh, am really anticipating Kirby Smart's team to be very mean and violent this year. Uh, I think they have this crazy chip on their shoulder. He does especially as a coach. And I'm expecting big things from the team. So I, I don't – I. Hey, I know that Oregon has had physicality built into their program, uh, but the guy who did that left for his alma mater. So without Cristobal uh, and 
there to really reinforce the toughness. I don't know if it's going to be there again for Oregon. And uh, I'm picking Georgia to really stomp them. I don't know. Is Georgia as hungry as what they were? Yeah. If he was in a big feud with Nick Saban or or Jimbo this offseason, then I would say yes. I don't know if they are. They're still going to be very good. I still think they're going to win this game. Uh, But I do think Bo Nix can keep it inside the number. Uh, and, and we're talking, we have the number uh, here again. Let me look at it again. I forgot what you said it was. We're at 17. is what I saw at the Westgate earlier. I like that. That's a smart number to put it at. Oh, man, if you gave me 16 and a half, I'd definitely jump on it. But I'll go, I could go, I'll go 18. 38-20. Georgia's going to stomp them. All right. Okay. Feel the bulldog bite. That's a home game. And uh, Bo Nix is no good in, in against Georgia. This is the Pac-12 version of Bo Nix. What's, the legend of Bo Nix, it, it's coming full circle. If Bo Nix wins this game, I give him the Heisman. I don't <laughs> care if he throws no touchdowns. <laughs> All right, the number 23 Cincinnati Bearcats are a six-point dog uh, on the road in Fayetteville against the nine, number 19-ranked Razorbacks of Arkansas, Allen. Cincinnati lost a ton of from last year i am very surprised that this number is only six points i've seen six and a half at the win uh Mm. uh, either way i i maybe somebody knows something i don't out out in the desert but i would be all over these hogs here uh, kj jefferson on offense is in the best shape of his life and and, and you know you got bumper pool bumper pool pitbull pitman is ready for a game yeah. like this do you think this would be one of those like this I, I could see this being like a quadruple overtime <laughs> it could it could you know i i think you know i mean certainly sam pitman much better as an underdog uh but i just feel like cincinnati uh you know traveling to an sec team is just not i, I just i can't see this yeah no way i'm picking uh Arkansas to win by a touchdown. So I'm going to go uh, 47 to 40. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I can't see Arkansas letting up 40. Oh, yeah. No. Not you with Bumper think, Pool. Not with Bumper Pool? <laughs> no, not with Bumper Pool. No, and no Ritter anymore at Cincinnati? That's why I'm saying they're yeah. not going to give up 40. I still think that's it's just a system, though. That's a, well, <laughs> a system. It's a system there. Fickle. <laughs> All right. Well, yep, give me 40 for Cincinnati. Uh, but te- they still they still get beaten in, in the cover for the Razorbacks. What are you upset about? I've, I wouldn't be upset with that at all. One team I definitely will think put up 40 is uh, the number two Ohio State Buckeyes, a 17-point favorite at home against uh, the number five Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. This is where college game day will be at on, on Saturday, Allen. Um, Ohio State. Picked by some to win the whole thing mm. this year. Uh, lots of returning firepower. Uh, Notre Dame losing a ton on offense. Not that they had much to begin with. Um, so I, I do like uh, the Buckeyes in this game. I, I And I do think they could cover the 17-point spread. Yeah, this is a, a wild, wild uh, first game for the ABC game, for the game day game. That's big time. Big rating, drop, popping a huge rating for this one. But <laughs> they put this game together just to pop a rating. Yeah, here. but uh, I mean, this is going to be a real test of uh, Notre Dame's. Uh, I still can't believe Notre Dame is still like a thing in 2022 that people pay. To. They haven't done anything. They can't beat anybody in big games like this. Haven't since I don't know when. When was the last time they won a big game like this where they shouldn't? Oh, against like a legitimate team. Yes. 
Oh, I don't know. I, exactly. I, well, I, well, okay, so uh, when was it? A couple years ago. I think they actually kept it close against Georgia. Mm. Um, You're right, yeah. Uh, book. Was it Book? Was it Yeah, but I think that they were not going up against an offense like this at the time. Yeah, and wasn't there – there was like an injury on Georgia, too. Uh, there could have been, yeah. There was like I, a big quarterback injury or someone was out. Maybe JT Daniels got hurt. Maybe JT <laughs> Daniels was out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a, a blowout win. This is going to – a scary team. I mean, you've got what? Don't you have multiple Heisman hopefuls on one yeah, team in do. Ohio State? You do. Yep. Seventeen and a half. I like a score of uh, let's go, oh, thirty-five to twelve. Ohio State. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm taking. Yeah. I'm covering though. Well, I could see that. Um, so before we we get into this backyard brawl here, uh, you, Alan, you wanted to talk about our college football playoff predictions you know we past several weeks on the show we've covered each conference tell me yeah. who you, tell me who you got here right so we we've uh, broken down all the conferences so then we can naturally come to an agreement here on our four yeah and our four are going to be i think we could, you would agree with me uh pitt ohio state alabama and georgia yeah, I I could see that. Um, I, I'm I'm I don't I you know I said last week I I thought you that picked Clemson. I I did pick Clemson last week, and I will I will stick with them uh, to be in the play. See Georgia, I'm struggling with. Uh, I thought that there was a chance that they could slip up sometime before the their showdown with Alabama, and I will stick with that. And they will not make the playoff, and I will go with the Utah Utes Ooh. out of the Pac-12. Wow! Making it. I like that. I like the the bravery, uh, but I'm still. I'm just gonna. Stick not. With I'm the, not as brave as Desmond Howard. Well, obviously that was. I, that's just the flaw. He's just going say. I'll say whatever, and if I'm right, I'm going to be the greatest guy ever. And yeah. if I'm not, no one will care. You know, that's, that's a good strategy. Yeah, you've done it. Sports talk. You've done it. Many a time. I respect that. That's fine. I'm, hey, it's more exciting than someone saying Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and Ohio State. Come on. <laughs> uh, but pretty crazy, Desmond Howard. That was ex- uh, it's, uh, fun to watch, though, that uh, someone would go out on the limb. Is it that far out on the limb, though? Maybe it is one of those topsy-turvy college football seasons. Maybe A&M is going to make something of it. Maybe Jimbo is now legitimately in the SEC. What if Brian Kelly out of nowhere is like the greatest thing to happen to LSU? That is not happening this year. I'm I'll so mad that I right. have to root against LSU. I know. I did that. Uh, I don't. I can't like LSU anymore just because they got that. Guy. W- but we still get the root for guys in in that conference. We do like like Lane Kiffin and yeah. and and Bumper Pool. I have bumper pool. I'll root for. I'll root for the pit bull. The SEC is really wearing on me. I know when Saban's gone, there's going to be nowhere to. I like Saban now compared to everybody else. Now he's the good guy. What happened? <laughs> you stay the villain long enough, you become the good guy. In the it, SEC. It, it's it's more of that rat poison. I think is what. Yeah. We're <laughs> well, we have the brawl now to get to. We've uh, predicted some games. The playoff. Let's let's cut the BS and talk about the final score of the return of the backyard brawl. Yep, yep. Uh, Pitt is a seven and a half point favorite now. Alan, I'm seeing that everywhere uh, at the win at the Westgate, Caesars, William Hill, even at the Golden Nugget. Uh, seven and a half all across the board. Uh, I'm also seeing 
Uh, a total of 51 all across the board, except for at the Mirage, 50 and a half. Um, so, uh, you know, this line had opened around this time. I had seen it as low as six and a half at some places. It's now up to seven and a half here. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking at this game, and it just seems like how – Pitt on paper just seems so much better. And, yes, there's there's a lot of unknowns in this game. And, yes, you know, with, with, a, with an aggressive-style offense and a, and a quarterback like JT Daniels who can sling this ball, there, there's talent there. There's no doubt about it, and they're going to hit some big plays probably uh, that – yeah. Yeah, they can maybe get some big pl- uh, keep this close, but it just seems like like Pitt has a lot across the board. Is it that is that the, this this rivalry aspect is making this line over seven and a half? If I, if you told me to guess this line earlier this year, I would have told you you know maybe like eight or nine to ten points, uh, and it opened up much lower than that. Um, I'm a little surprised by that. What do you say? Yeah, I think because you're talking about a team that's new to success in pit you're talking about really when it comes to familiarity there's none in this game now with the coaches and the players and the matchups against wvu so to make it seven and a half maybe that's a little 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 conservative in terms of what they're thinking of pit going up against the team you know you don't really know how much they match up against a team like wvu really yeah and there's a lot of um there's just so much uncertainty. Uh, uh, yeah, especially, yeah, yeah, you don't have Pickett. You don't have Addison. People were, were making yeah. a big deal about Mark Whipple not being the offensive coordinator. Uh, so it, are people looking at it it's like, oh, they lost If Pitt much. loses every game all season long, there's easy things to point out why it happened. Look, they lost uh, Whipple. They lost Pickett. They don't have Addison. I mean, they, they have things they'll point out to make it easy to justify – uh, the skepticism. I mean, it's it'll be easy to do that. I guess that's why people are saying that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I maybe I'm wrong. I mean, those desert people they they know a whole lot more about this than I do. Uh, but you know, we we've been following the Panthers pretty closely here. You know, we're strong believers in in, in Keaton Slovis, and he's gonna you know really you know, take this offense and move this ball not that the Yinzers are saying it but dude Nick Patty could beat this team yeah well seriously yeah I mean you know all you know every last year in the in the in the Peach Bowl the whole thing was oh if you know if Patty would have started they would have won and maybe if yeah, how much of that is the case you know, maybe if Pitt did win that game then you know if Patty did not get hurt and won that game then maybe people were saying you know what they're just as good without Pickett and because they lost that game, maybe that's the perception right now. And they're and and you know they think that there's going to be, you know, people they're going to be jumping on the Mountaineers, getting a, a touchdown and a hook. I, maybe that's what's going to be. Yeah, when you factor in the spread, obviously it gets a lot tougher to pick. But honestly, looking at this team has FCS DBs. That's the best thing you could have uh, with returning uh, starters as an offensive line, which Pitt has, and with the new quarterback, especially that's a great thing to have. Then you have solid running backs, multiple solid running backs. And WVU, what do they have going for them? They have a new quarterback for, uh, formerly from USC and Georgia. but they And they have a returning offensive line. Good for them. But they don't have bona fide studs at, at wide receiver. Really, really good players that have been you know proven at wide receiver. And Pitt has a really reliable guy in Wayne and a uh, supposed stud in Mumfield, hopefully. 
but guy who's coming in with some somewhat of a pedigree, uh, not elite, but maybe, maybe. And I feel like, yeah, from an outside view, maybe it looks very similar. New OCs at both places, new quarterbacks at both places, but returning offensive lines. But I just feel like on paper, really, if you look closely, the firepower is on pit side. I, I like what you said there. Do these... Do these receivers from West Virginia, do they have enough? Do they have what it takes to take advantage yeah. of, of uh, you know, the opportunities they may get scheme-wise? The they will have the advantage, or multiple advantages at least. If they could just break free at the line of scrimmage from Pitt's DBs, that's what the air raid does. It gives you those opportunities. They can be, but I mean, Pitt, you know, they're, they'll win their share of those one on one battles, too. We didn't even talk about the safeties today. Uh, you know, Hallett and, and George uh, Hill, you know, those guys are, are good. Brandon Hill, excuse me. Those guys are really good. Uh, it, it seems like they're going to have to maneuver guys around and get enough one on ones, and, and they're going to have to make those plays. And, and those, those plays may be there. Um, but they got to make them. Do they have the guys? And is that enough? Is that enough? And they're on the road. I mean, how many thousand hoople heads in the stadium? If you ask them, they probably tell you thirty or forty thousand. I'm going to say it's going to probably be at around ten, if I had to guess. And that's an advantage for Pitt again. And really, when it comes down to it, the team is just really coming into its own. It's becoming a thing under Pat Narduzzi. It's got its own identity. It's an entity in the ACC, something not to be messed with or, or, or brushed aside. It's something you have to reckon with, a team that always has badass defensive lines that will make it hell for your quarterback throughout the entirety of a game, a team that can grind you out and wear you down and run all over you in the fourth quarter, a team with fearless DBs. I mean, this is... This is Pitt's identity, and they are very comfortable in it now. So it's a team that really you know a lot about, I think, if you followed the ACC the last few years. With WVU, ups and downs and all over the place and trying new things. So they're the unknown in this game, and I'm just very confident Pitt's well-known in the ACC as being a tough team, a tough out. Now nationally, people are learning that. On this stage, let's see what they do in a rivalry game all these different factors going into it, but I'm comfortable, and I like the cover easily. Week one, the Slavis. I'm going to go 28-14, Pitt. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go 34 to – yeah, I'll go I'll go 34 to 20. Uh, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm predicting a little bit – too many points here. I don't. I don't know. I guess in terms of uh, first game, yeah, hard yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to tell. You know, a lot of people thought that what, Nebraska Northwestern game was going to go on under, and they it ended up being a, you know, going way over the total. Who who knows? Um, it, it, it's gonna. That, that's the one thing about this first game, and we haven't had a, a huge Power Five game uh, kick in, off the season in, in a while. Say, yeah. In a while, I believe uh, Virginia. <laughs> was one of the last ones that Pitt played under Pat Narduzzi and got absolutely waxed in that game. Well, I mean, it wasn't a blowout, but they, they, they did not come up fired up. So you're saying Pitt won't match their 51 they did against UMass last year? They could. They could. I, I will say they're going up against a similar caliber of defensive back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they will. Uh, maybe they will. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a matchup I cannot wait to see those receivers against those defensive backs. And, and 
You know, we talked about Israel Banner Canada showing that other gear, Alan. I want to see it, but I want all touchdowns to be from Slovis in this game. And then I'm opening up the Slovis Club. All are welcome. No dues. All are all are welcome except for those tractor driving, moonshine drinking, corn pipe smoking, toothless hoople heads from Morgantown. We're gonna be sending them back down to Morgantown, back down I seventy nine, where they came from uh, after Pitt just stomps them on Thursday night under the lights, bright lights, big city, long limousines. It, that is what it's all about. Pitt Panthers over the West Virginia Mountaineers. Okay, we're going to be brawling this week, and we'll be back. Hopefully we're not too bruised up from going to this game, and we'll be back next week to talk about another big game. A Johnny Majors classic. Oh, my goodness. This is college football in 2022. There are no UMasses until we get to who we have, New Hampshire coming? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. <laughs> I knew it was a New England team. Either way. Anyways. It's going to be a fun season. We kick it off this week. We thank you for joining us. The preseason is now over. Preseason episodes are done. Thank you for joining us for those. But now the exhausting shows are coming up. And we look forward to riding up and down the season with you. Highs and lows. Hopefully no lows. Man, I... I don't want to look ahead, but next week is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a battle of unbeaten's this week. Hopefully we get hopefully we get another battle of unbeaten's next week. Hopefully, but I know that after this game, someone is going to be a loser. Yes, but someone's also going to get beat because it's a brawl. <laughs> here we go. Anything left before we get out of here, Vince? Hail to pit, everybody. Yes. Never meant more than this week, and of course, remember everybody, you could follow us at H2P Show on Twitter. And the email hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Pretty Easy Podcast for putting the show together and helping us get ready to brawl. We hope you stay safe and enjoy the backyard brawl. And until next week, hail to pit, everybody. <laughs>